0: Hey guys, welcome to Music on Repeat, a podcast where I talk to people about the songs that impacted their taste in music. You can find me on iTunes and Stitcher under the name Music on Repeat. I'm your host, Susie Q. Okay, everyone, welcome back to Music on Repeat. We are here, episode 7, and I have a very fun, what I think is going to be a very fun guest today. (laughs) No pressure, Freddie. Thank you. Um, So yes, this is Freddie Beasley. Very British name, if I may say so myself.
1: Yes, very.
0: (laughs) Do you you come from a long line of Beasleys?
1: Uh, I do, yeah. It's actually like a Lincolnshire name. So kind of like middle of the country. I'm told it means something like broken grass in, in old English. Broken grass. Yeah, something really mundane, oh. <laughs> like a clearing in a forest with oh. grass or something really mundane, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go spring that around too much. <laughs> no, exactly, <though>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just super like middle of the ground. <laughs> middle of
0: the road, middle of the fields.
1: Yeah. yeah, some okay. might say. It works.
0: <laughs> uh, um, so can you introduce yourself a little bit?
1: Why do I start? I mean, so I, your
0: name's Freddie.
1: My name is Freddie. Um, I grew up in a little town outside of uh, London, in Kent, which is kind of like the southeast of, of of England.
0: Yes. Did you know I am from an area in Canada called Kent? Really? Yeah. Oh. A small town called Chatham.
1: Well, there Chatham is a Chatham in, in the original Kent. Yes,
0: and I yeah. think we've probably appropriated those names from you guys. I, I
1: think probably possibly yeah. mine might be the original. The original well, Kent. Well,
0: I mean, we have to. Uh, we'd have to look that up to be completely sure
1: it is it is known as the garden of england
0: oh really uh, it's on our
1: road sign so it's kind of official um well so i don't know if i mean kent is the garden of canada
0: it's definitely not the garden maybe it's like the uh <laughs> unkept garden of canada <laughs> <laughs>
1: the wild side no, yeah exactly okay
0: okay but you're not from chatham kent you're from I, i'm
1: not i'm from a place called seven oaks um, seven oaks yep yeah, and there are sadly only three oaks left since we had a great storm. Oh, so
0: the four, four oaks. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's quite sad. Yeah. Is there any plans to replant these oaks? I, I have
1: no idea. I don't even know where they are, but apparently there's only three left. Oh, you don't even oaks. know. It's, it's
0: not like a tourist uh, hotspot to visit these uh, three no. remaining oaks.
1: No, they're somewhere in Seven Oaks, but I guess you've got to find them. <laughs> <laughs> Just find three random oaks somewhere and four that are dead. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm from. Um, I grew up on a little farm there so you're a farm um, boy yeah yeah like uh, a bit of a country bump country
0: boy moved to the big city classic yeah. story
1: that's it yep uh, well I moved to Wales first actually I lived in Cardiff oh nice with the Welsh
0: I've been there my uh, one of my best friends lives there shout out to Lisa
1: nice what did you think whereabouts in Wales
0: uh well she lives in Cardiff now but she's nice. from Pembrokeshire uh, so west Wales
1: the Pembrokeshire coast yeah, very beautiful. Nice. It's mm. very beautiful. It is lovely, yeah. I've got a lot of friends in Tembe.
0: Oh, I went there last yeah. Christmas. Yeah, a lot of friends live in Tenby. Beautiful.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I did uh, three years at Cardiff University. Nice. Um, then I moved to the big city back in London, lived in Greenwich for about seven years. Oh. And then... Uh, is, that,
0: is that still considered London, Greenwich?
1: It's zone three. It's zone three. Oh, okay. So there cool. are six zones. <laughs> it's, it's kind of the middle. I wouldn't
0: quite call it the middle, but okay.
1: It's very close to Lewisham, which is, you know, we don't talk about Lewisham. (laughs) End
0: of discussion. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, uh, yeah, like uh, I lived in London and then, uh, yeah, I got a chance to move out here to Barcelona and um, I've been here for about a year and a half now, so. Cool.
0: And you love music.
1: I do. Is that an
0: accurate description?
1: I do. I, uh, I, I kind of grew up around good music. I say good music. That's in the eye of the beholder. But I kind of grew up around a lot of music. Um, okay,
0: so did you grow up in a musical family?
1: Yeah, well, my mother is a music teacher. Oh, wow, okay. So, um, like, we always had a piano in the house. She's one of these people that can... is very self-taught, so she can, like, pick up an instrument within, oh, like, three that's amazing. twangs on a string and suddenly she's playing a song, so...
0: I'm quite jealous of that. I wish I could do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Although it, it kind of backfired a few times when, for example... She brought home an accordion. Oh, one, yeah,
0: and she didn't pick that up quite as quickly? Or... <laughs> accordion
1: played well is bad enough. Like, let alone accordion played badly. That's something that, yeah. Oh, sorry, Mom. Yeah, that was not fun. So I, a couple of instruments we've had to strategically ban from the house. Okay, like so
0: the accordion was one. The accordion was one we had to what's, get rid what's of. A, what's another one?
1: Um, the ocarina. The what? I don't know if you've ever... I it, don't... It's like a kind of cross between, a, do you ever have recorders when you're at school? Oh,
0: wait, what's it called?
1: An ocarina.
0: That that sounds like something from that game Zelda.
1: Yeah, that's an ocarina.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. That's an actual thing. I it's thought a real it was thing. Like, I thought it existed in the fairy tale world. Of- no,
1: it's, it's <laughs> like, it's like a sort of, it looks like a shell and it's got holes in it, but it sounds like a recorder.
0: Oh my god! And your and mom played that?
1: Yeah, it's like what they give to little kids to like learn how to play instruments, and then uh, yeah, that that is also because you you never see like did you, did you, when you were a kid did you ever have those like little flute things called a recorder? Yeah, yeah, we
0: had those in yeah. Canada.
1: but you never see one of them in like an orchestra. No. Like you know, you no, look at the London yeah. Philharmonic, there's not like the recorder section. So It's kind of one of those useless <laughs> instruments, right? Because um, it sounds well, it dreadful. Serves a, it serves a purpose, <laughs> right?
0: It, it's to teach kids, like you yeah. said, uh, the, the basics of wind. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the basics of uh, blowing wind.
1: Yes, the basics of blowing and making noise. Um, so, yeah, but there, there's a reason why they're not in, in, in you know, orchestras, because they sound dreadful. Um, well so, they're
0: made of plastic right so that yeah. probably has something to do and with the it.
1: ocarina is the same sound oh it's just round instead of long okay and, uh, yeah
0: so, so you banned that as well
1: that was banned so yep. did
0: your mom ever teach you any instruments or well because
1: she... she's like self-taught she's not like technical
0: but she's a music teacher
1: she's a music teacher yeah so she can she can kind of read music but in terms of like she always wanted us to learn instruments like the technical way okay because she'd had to learn it by ear So I like learned to play the piano uh, when I was very young, but with a teacher who was like really technical. And it kind of sucked because it really put me off learning Mm, to play music because you had to play like the Little Brown Drug or like, you know, these stupid kind (laughs) of... S- songs and then it was moving more into classical. And when you were like nine, yeah, you know you, you don't, yeah, you play, don't like, want to play like classical. You want to play something cool, and you want to play a cool instrument like the piano.
0: Well, the pianos would be cool now. Now um, I look back and I go, I Jesus, can. I wish
1: I'd carried it on. It
0: could have been cooler.
1: But yeah, my music teacher Janet. Janet. She was a scary woman. She made me cry because oh I hadn't practiced. God. When I was like nine, no, I was like nine. She went mental because I hadn't um, practiced. You weren't as
0: devoted to the craft as she wanted you to be, Freddie.
1: I didn't learn my little brown jug, and uh, she went nuts and made me cry, and I I never went back. (laughs) (laughs) I "I don't want to learn the piano anymore. She's really mean.
0: If you're listening, Janet, you just ruined a kid's music career. No, I'm, I mean, I'm sure she, uh, she was a lovely lady.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's kind of where my music career ended. N-B-N. Nine years old, in tears.
0: Um, <laughs> you haven't looked back ever since.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, and no, I've never picked up an interest since. I, I did one of my, my godmother's son, who is like a brother to me, it's like a, I call him my godbrother because he's basically like my brother. He had a band which got some limited success. They were called Good Books. Okay. You can like, they're on Spotify. They had one album and then they disappeared, but they, they were, they were quite good. And so, and they've now gone on to do really cool things. Uh, but my sister was dating one of them and I, th- I think he's now the manager of Uncle. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like they, they, now they do really cool stuff, but I remember one of the guys there gave me a guitar, I think because he, he was trying to, you know, bar my sister up. <laughs> oh, wow. So like, uh, yeah, he gave me a guitar. And so I was like, I should really learn to play this. (laughs) So, For your
0: sister's sake.
1: (laughs) Well, I was like, I've got a guitar, and it's just sitting there. And I was like, it's either a really expensive ornament. (laughs) Um, So I did briefly try and play the guitar. But again, I think I was like 15 or 16. And when you're 15, 16, you've just got...
0: Yeah, I mean, I had the same kind of story. I got a guitar for my birthday from my dad. And uh, I was so amped up to learn how to play it. And then... I realized it's it's actually hard to learn.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really hard, and like you have to like stretch your fingers. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah.
0: I would consider picking it back up now, but it's all the way in Canada, so.
1: Yeah, mine's in my loft, in, uh, yeah. in my. Pa- I think it's even in my parents' loft. I think the guitar he gave me was quite crap as well. Like it never sounded good, even when you managed you to sure string it was in, three chords are you sure together. Are sure it wasn't you, Freddie? I think I just didn't know how to tune it. <laughs> like, I mean, that's
0: a big that's a big step.
1: Oasis just didn't sound right on it. So, oh well,
0: I know. mean, if you can't get Oasis right, <laughs> exactly. then what can you it's like get right? like
1: three right? chords, guys. Come on. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Uh,
0: okay. Well, since we're we're getting into a little bit of your taste in music, should we go uh, start talking about your first song?
1: Sure. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, so let's play a little clip, and then we can get right into it. Okay, Freddie. And what song was that?
1: That was David Bowie, uh, Heroes. That song is, uh, I think it's one of those songs that when you hear it, it instantly brings back like really vivid memories. Yeah. <laughs> and it's one of those that I think uh, that song in particular has just always been there throughout various stages of my life. So okay. It's, it's one that I really relate to. So what's
0: the first, uh, what's the first memory you have of that song?
1: So my dad used to have this tape, right? And a bit of background, I guess. So one of my dad's best friends was a guy called Vince and he was actually my godfather. And he had this amazing record collection. All he did was collect records. And he had like a kidney disease, which meant that he had to be on dialysis. So he would listen to music while he was spending hours on the machine. Mm -hmm. So the most incredible music uh, collection, all on vinyl. And he would make these like uh, cassette tapes for my dad like mixtapes of oh, wow. all of the latest from that year or like he just he'd put together these compilations and these tapes and there was one tape in particular one of Vince tape Vince's tape Vince's tapes yeah and it was brilliant and it had heroes on it and it was always the tape that my dad would play in the car whenever we'd go on long journeys. Okay. So from literally the first memory I can remember of sitting in the backseat of the car.
0: It's that song.
1: Is that song on it. And there was others on there as well. It had the police message in a bottle. Mm-hmm. It had uh, Fields of Gold by Sting. It had loads of that kind of yeah. era songs, yeah. right? yeah and i always just associate it with these long journeys we take to like go and visit family yeah go and visit friends and like me and my sister would just be in the back seat and you go through stages right where like at first you like love it and then when you're kind of in that awkward teenage period and you're like oh we've got to listen to dad's songs yeah and then you come back to it again and then you're like oh my god this mixtape and I, I found the tape the other day, and it because it's all stretched You still now. have it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, we have this these big tape cases. Oh, wow. And they were just full of Vince's tapes, like, mixtapes. And, like, if I could put Spotify, like, playlists together <laughs> of all these tapes. You probably can. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, I, I should really get around to doing it. It's just amazing. They, they were so cool. And so, for me, that song, Heroes, is one yeah. that really stood out. Yeah, and then every time you hear it, and I think for a little while it was on like an advert, mm-hmm. and I I cannot remember what the advert was for, but it was like one of those sort of moody adverts. Yeah, that it's just wicked to watch, like yeah. like a Guinness advert. You know, it's yeah, yeah. always really cool. And then I sort of like from there, and I've I've always just loved it, and I think it was almost like a gateway into David Bowie as well. Yeah. So
0: just... are you, uh, you say Bowie, I say Bowie. That's like a <laughs> English language type thing, but yeah, so are you, uh, like aluminum things? So. Yeah. Uh, you say what? Al- aluminium? Aluminium. Yeah. And yeah. I say aluminum. I say potato. You say
1: potato. Okay. Yeah. So it's
0: pretty much yeah. the same. Um, the same. <laughs> uh, for this podcast purpose, I'm going to, I'm going to say it Bowie just cause I feel weird saying Bowie. Okay. So, are you a Bowie fan then?
1: I, I am. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I, a Bowie fan of like his most well-known his class, songs. His, I, hits, I think his biggest hits. Where, yeah, like all the different transitioning between different personas. I kind of. Well, it was before my time, so I, th- I think it's more meaningful for like my dad generation, generation who yeah. kind of grew up with it, right? Yeah. And like, like I think he's he always recollects like going to see them in Worthing pier you know like (laughs) on on the on the like seafront when i was 15 (laughs) that kind of thing so um
0: but you're not you're maybe not a diehard yeah maybe not diehard but i think like this song
1: it's yeah again it's the sound yeah like the sound it just reminds me of of those mixtapes. Yeah. So, and did yeah. you,
0: did you go to the exhibit? So they had a Bowie exhibit here in Barcelona. You know I didn't. You know, I... it, they extended it for a couple of weeks. It's still on.
1: Is it still on now? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Was... I need to go check it out. Yeah. Then. So I that's I... right by my flat actually, which is even yeah. more. Yeah. yeah. You said you live ext- right
0: there, but yeah. I went, um, a couple of weeks ago and uh, it was supposedly the last week. And then, and then uh, the signs were up saying, Oh, we've extended uh. it. They've extended it.
1: Well, i I'm told it's going back to London.
0: Yeah, because I think it's a V&A exhibit. It's a V&A, yeah.
1: yeah. And I'm actually in London for two weeks next week. So I was okay. hoping to actually go check it out in London.
0: Oh, but if it's still here.
1: But if it's still, but if it's going to be here. I mean, why, here, why then
0: go to know. London? You're going to have to go all the way to well, I thought it had central finished. London. I thought it had oh, finished and it's gone back can, to London. You still but got a chance, Freddie.
1: Obviously not. I can go check it out.
0: You should. Oosh. You should. My, uh,
1: my girlfriend went there uh, a couple of weeks ago. She is probably the most diehard Bowie fan oh, really? I know. Really? Absolutely loves him. Um, she bought like a a, a little badge of the lightning bolt which I notice is also the tattoo you've recently acquired. Yes,
0: it is a a (laughs) recent acquisition of mine.
1: (laughs) I was like, I recognize that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, uh, so I went to this, I'm not a huge Mm -hmm. Bowie fan, as in, I completely respect him, but I Mm -hmm. I never listened to his music, really. The first introduction I got to Bowie was in music class in university called uh, Pop Music Post-World War II or something like that. And this teacher, I still remember her name was Susan, and she was obsessed with (laughs) Bowie. She was obsessed with uh, Ziggy Stardust Yes. And like, I remember her talking about when she would go and see him in concert and she was almost crying and <laughs> during this lecture. It was a huge class, like two, three hundred people. Yeah. And I remember her getting so into it. And that was the, the first time I ever had heard of this crazy guy. But so I obviously knew about that. But I went to <clears throat> this exhibit recently and I was so inspired by him because even though I'm not a huge fan of, I mean, I think his music is great. It's maybe not something I would listen to every day, but just the whole idea behind uh him and the way that he kind of transcended these, you know, gender barriers yeah, like and everything like that. And he reinvented and- himself and he kind of didn't really give a shit about what any what anyone thought. Yeah. And I was really inspired by that. And I felt like, you know, I
1: uh I'm gonna get into Bowie. I uh,
0: yeah. You know, <laughs> I can I can get behind this guy. Yeah. Oh sadly he passed away yeah. last year, was it or this uh, year? Uh yeah yeah it was the uh, deadly 2016 year. right
1: yeah yeah it was last year um a shame, but right?
0: um but the exhibit's amazing i mean if anyone's I, i'm told it was, is super
1: inspiring actually, it, it that, actually again, is my girlfriend said that like she they spent they went there expecting it to be you know over an hour and actually it was like they they got out four hours later and you know had armfuls of various things from the gift shop and you know yeah, like they, yeah they really i got a t-shirt i got the to be. as well oh, nice um but you nice.
0: can uh yeah, you could spend hours there. I mean, reading all the things and seeing all the costumes and the, yeah, the yeah. videos and everything is just amazing. So, um, okay, so you're not um, you're not the biggest Bowie fan, but you appreciate the song. And so this song, it's quite significant because it was written during Bowie's quote unquote Berlin period. Oh, really? Yeah. So he released a couple albums while he was living in Berlin. And he played this song in West Berlin right before the fall of oh, the Berlin wow. Wall. So this was a time of reunification in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they kind of credited Bowie with, with bringing people together with this song. And I was thinking, like, how um, timely it is for you to be choosing this song because of all the stuff that's going on here. And I wonder, yeah. you know, maybe they should just start playing this song and <laughs> it'll bring just, the... Yeah. What we're referring to the... Uh, the, the referendum here in Catalonia and people wanting to separate from Spain.
1: Yeah, a bit of a struggle for independence going on. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, no, that is timely.
0: Yeah, so maybe they, maybe that's why they extended this exhibit, you know, to maybe, say, yeah. bring these people yeah, together. Bring
1: some of the peace-loving Bowie to, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. maybe inspire people to... It's, it's kind of stupid. I, I moved from one Brexit and now it looks like another one. another one is following. Yeah, they seem to be following me <laughs> wherever I go. But uh,
0: it's all your fault, Freddie. Yeah, I, like I'm somebody sorry.
1: just doesn't want me to be in the European Union. I, <laughs> like I don't know why, but maybe it's the European w- Union doesn't want me. I, I don't get it. But <laughs> right. who wouldn't
0: want you? Europeans, you're, you're a your national treasure, <laughs> international treasure. Well, you know. So with that, so you said that song. That was the first memory you have. Do you have any other? recent more recent memories or any other because you said that you keep kind of keep coming back to that song
1: yeah so um actually again on the kind of topic of my girlfriend being a super fan like uh actually we kind of met it's it's a it's kind of a funny story we were both on the same night out a nightclub here in uh here in Barcelona anyone who who likes this kind of music will know magic as magic a nightclub. have
0: you never been I've been to magic oh, cool.
1: Of course you have. Hey, um, hey. <laughs> like, I've yeah. only been
0: there like three or four times. Oh, okay. me too. Yeah, I mean, it's quite Like dread- a once a year uh, outing.
1: I guess to to give you some idea of what this place is like, it, it's it's like a cave that's quite dark.
0: It's like a local club kind for local...
1: Rock fans, yeah.
0: I guess? Yeah. yeah. Which isn't the typical uh, Barcelona club scene.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like most clubs here are a bit more digital, but it's great. After about three o'clock, it starts pumping out, you know, incredible tunes. One of them being "Heroes" by David Bowie. Oh, really? And uh, as I glanced over across the dance floor, no way. And I I noticed somebody else dancing as mentally as I was to it. No way. Um. And uh, yeah, the rest was history. So, um.
0: So you credit Bowie with getting you and your girlfriend together? There
1: you go. Yeah. So Bowie has, in some ways, um, you know, also affected my life. No. Yeah, even now. So you guys so, should have
0: gone to the exhibit together.
1: Well, she had her sister over, you see, and they okay. needed something to do, so... Okay. And yeah, so she kind of, like, jumped the gun. I think she was way too eager.
0: <laughs> okay, well, um, maybe so, yeah. wedding song, maybe? There's always that. Could well be, right? There's always Could that. Could
1: well be. Although, I think uh, for that one, it'll probably be... It will be Bowie, but maybe Bowie and Queen with Under Pressure. <laughs> Because, uh, I, I, really that's going to be, a well, it, here's the funny story, right? Because, <laughs> because she couldn't say like, she couldn't work out what my name was. When we were, because the music was too loud, so I remember being like, "It's Freddie, it's Freddie, like Freddie Mercury." And so, and so that's always been like a long-running joke because he knows me now as Freddie Mercury. So um, you go
0: by Freddie Mercury at home.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I always get like the kind of Freddie Mercury jokes. So uh, like uh, maybe under pressure, the combination of the two. A Com- of oh,
0: that's true. It yeah, does bring them both together, just like you guys were brought together, meant to be. But then under <laughs> pressure for, a, for a wedding song is yeah, a bit. But yeah, you could do like
1: a, Awesome little little boogie. Like, mix it up, can you?
0: Yeah, but what does that say about uh, your That's true, your actual yeah. union? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Under pressure. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> maybe Heroes is better. <laughs> <laughs> Just for one day as well, right? Um, yeah. No, okay. Yeah, maybe Heroes will be better. But yes. So there's... Uh, yeah, so Heroes, again, creeps back into my life. So, uh...
0: Always. Do you consider yourself a hero,
1: Freddie? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I don't. But uh, I think sometimes... <laughs> You know, it, just the words themselves, right? It, it's one of those songs that, if you are feeling a bit low or a bit down, it's one of those mm-hmm. songs that it can be quite inspiring, yeah. right? I mean, it's got that killer guitar hook. Yeah. The content itself is, you know, we can be heroes. We so, can be heroes. You know, why not?
0: Why let's be heroes? Um, okay. Well, why don't we move on to your next song?
1: Yeah, a bit of a, a bit of a curveball this a one. A bit of a curveball, but yeah.
0: uh, I'm a huge fan of this song. Really? Yeah, I will, we'll talk about it in I'm a minute. I'm so happy you yeah. know what this is. <laughs> well, now I'm not going to be embarrassed if you tell like, some really <laughs> awful story about it, but okay. Yeah, Nice. Okay, Freddie, hit me. What what's what's that all about?
1: <laughs> that was Twenty Three by Jimmy Eat World. Actually, uh, Jimmy Eat World. That was a band that when I was like fourteen, mm-hmm. my dad took us on this amazing trip because it was kind of like the last family family holiday we'd go on because my sister was going to leave home, and so I was about fourteen, and uh, he took us to Canada. Oh wow! And we did the we did the, like the Rocky Mountaineer train over the mountains you did that yeah i haven't
0: haven't even done that it's awesome i think you've probably seen more of canada than i have
1: there's a yeah it covers a lot of canada yeah although it is still a tiny part the song the middle by jimmy world was all over mtv Mm -hmm. right when we were there in canada you
0: mean much music
1: Was it Much Music? Yeah, it would've been like yeah. Canadian. So much every, music is yeah. the
0: Canadian version of MTV. Nice.
1: <laughs> M Much TV. Nice. Uh so yeah, it was all over like and, and of course we we didn't we back then we the there was four stations on T V in the UK and like there no such thing as a music channel unless yeah. you had Sky and you had loads of money. Whereas in Canada like everybody could watch it, right? So it was in every hotel room and like being 14 it was like this is amazing Here's a video then there was a music video with all the people at parties wandering around in their underwear so of course 14 year old boy loved that so
0: you hadn't you hadn't really seen music videos until then or what I, they weren't or... so
1: big yeah we okay. had cuz like the big music show in the UK was Top of the Pops oh uh, yeah um which much to my embarrassment me and my sister used to turn the subtitles on the TV and then so we could sing along to Top of the Pops brilliant <laughs> cute oh yeah there's there's got to be some seriously embarrassing uh scenes of us singing Spice Girls at the top of our voice. I'm sure <laughs> out there somewhere <laughs>
0: embarrassing <laughs> for you maybe I yes. think she was fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's all right right
1: yeah so me and my sister of course were like on this trip we like oh we're gonna watch we're gonna watch like music videos this is so cool we're so cool we get to watch like awesome music videos and, like, and this one really stood out so I was I was quite a big Jimmy Eat fan based on the fact that like that Canada trip we discovered them well, I discovered them. Of course, by this time they were like ten years old, right? So that mm-hmm. album was like f- third or fourth album. But then this album, Futures, came out, and mm-hmm. I, I was about fifteen when it came out. And so you're really just starting that kind of like teenage angst yep. years, right? Yep. So you're you're super emotional and everything's like all over the place. And and this this was a song that I literally just fell in love with on the album on the Futures album. Um, and uh, like futures wasn't even that well received, right? It was kind of like their difficult second album after their after their breakthrough. Um, but
0: they had a couple hits on there.
1: Yeah, like it had a couple of good hits, but it. I don't think it was considered like
0: their their best, their best work. right. But
1: mm. for me, it was it's their best album. It's the one that I, I yeah. I've, I
0: mean, for me as well.
1: Yeah, I love it, and uh, so yeah, like and this song, twenty three, um, it just summed up all of those kind of teenage years like when you'd get a bit depressed or something you could stick that song on and it just sort of seemed to get you (laughs) right and uh yeah I've just loved it ever since and it's one of those kind of guilty pleasures of mine that even Jimmy Eat World is kind of a guilty pleasure it's like super Weezer-ish and like yeah kind of well
0: it's like that pop punk era where everyone was a little bit emo yeah exactly like kind
1: of a little bit emo but also not quite emo and you wanted a bit of pop in there yeah yeah <laughs> you, know, you didn't like... want to go you didn't
0: want to be painting eyeliner <laughs> yeah exactly
1: but you kind of did want the odd like power ballad yeah <laughs> so, like, uh, and yeah and 23 was really that song so and then like a couple of years later we we obviously when you're 17 in the UK you can learn to drive so of course we we all in your last year of school you were able to drive to school
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so we'd all like borrow our mother's cars and like give each other lifts <laughs> But uh, my school was about an hour's drive away from where, where we lived, so me and my friend uh, Chris, we would we'd always take his mum's car <laughs> to school whenever we could. And there was a particular section of it, and it's this, uh, when you do the same run to school every day for seven years, you begin to know the route backwards, right? And there was yeah. a particular stretch of it called the A21, um, and it's like this dual carriageway. It was really boring.
0: How, how long was this drive to school, by the way?
1: About an hour. An hour? Well, in the car it was probably more like 40 minutes, but to on the get school to bus school? it was an hour, yeah. What? Yeah.
0: That's insane. Why?
1: Um, where I went to school was a place in Tunbridge Wells, and Tunbridge Wells was like, for Kent, was like a hub of schools, so there was like 20 schools there. Oh
0: my god. There, there was no school in your town?
1: There was, but they were all really expensive. They were like they were like schools you had to pay for. Oh, okay. So like Sevenoaks School is, I think they had like a prince go there or something, so it's, it, okay. it was all very, very well-to-do. and Yeah. We weren't allowed in there. Um. An
0: hour to school? That should be that. They should yeah, change like, that. Um, that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. But you know, like I, w- I was
0: picturing my own drive to school when you were telling this. <laughs> my friend, my best friend, used to pick me up on the way. Uh, nice. No. And it was like five minutes, and I was like, "Yeah, I know those that stretch of road. You know, You're like my street, and then the next street, and the street of the school, <laughs>
1: that shop, and then we're there." Yeah. Uh, no, this was uh, so it had a decent stretch of motorway. But being 17, of course, like at the wheel of some like tiny, stupid little car, we would always just try and go as fast as possible, like ridiculously fast on this motorway section. We both of us absolutely love this album. We love this song. And we we used to have a, a kind of a challenge, which was the song is about seven and a half minutes long. And if we could do this stretch of motorway in the by the time so we'd start the song and if we could do the stretch of motorway before the song ended. Wow. Then we, we'd Risky. like succeeded. So we, we used to absolutely burn it down this motorway with this song blazing on, on like the fullest volume we could get it. Oh my God. Singing our hearts out. Oh 23. Desperately trying to get to, to down the motorway. And
0: did you make taking it? Taking
1: the most. I think we managed it like twice. And that was it. In like, the
0: whole year. Yeah. You did this every day
1: yeah we used to try and do it every day
0: every day with this song
1: with yeah with this wow. song and so that yeah. is dedication it's, it was dedication for like the year in, in school and, and, and we literally did it about twice but in doing so we learned the words backwards and uh i think the same year as well we we actually went to a jimmy Eat world gig at brixton academy in, mm-hmm. in london and uh they did this as an encore so we were like uh we've got through the whole gig and we were like oh they didn't play it and then they came back on and uh, and did twenty three, and I think like you lost. the two of us, we just lost our shit, like sung the whole oh, thing. Oh yeah, that's the best. Top of our voices. yeah, twenty three, Jimmy world
0: It's a great song. I have uh, I have similar sentiments for that song because it was I was in the same angsty emo phase as you were at that age, and this uh, this was one of the one of the ones where I would <laughs> nice. also play in my car, and it was uh, I just love it. This song, and um, I, I, I kind of like the depressing songs on the CD. Yeah,
1: I like that. Drugs, like drugs
0: or Me. I mean, that one's really depressing. They do a
1: depressing song good. Yeah, like, they do. Yeah.
0: Um, but this one is very, like, emotional, but also, you know, the the build up. Yeah, and, and, and I've always loved,
1: like, a guitar hook, right? And so yeah. that kind of, like, really squealing... Yeah. Kind of singing guitar all the way through. I, like, I love, a, well, Heroes is the same, right? It's got the same the sort of yeah. guitar riff all the way through. And so, yeah, for me, it just has everything. It's got that kind of, like... It's got it all. Yeah.
0: So were you into these similar bands back in the day during this time, or...? Yeah, we
1: were... I remember, again, my friend Chris, who I used to drive to school with, he was big into Death Cab for Cutie.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, like, we... There was a song in on that, was Transatlanticism. That was another long a long sort of ballad song like that. Similar sort of thing. And, like, Death Cabby Kitty had that same...
0: The same kind of vibe. Yeah, oh, yeah, like, some of
1: their songs were kind of upbeat.
0: Yeah, and then... some were made, made you want to cry a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
1: exactly. And then, but like... It was with, okay. With the postal service, they yeah, kind of, like, yeah. upped it up a little bit. And...
0: Yeah, which was Frank's song, by the way. Oh. Uh, what was the song? Was uh, it? The District Sleeps Tonight. That is a
1: great song. Yeah, that was that one, one of Frank's,
0: Frank's choices.
1: Nice. Yeah,
0: so Freddie and Frank episode five I think yeah they work together so
1: we do we do indeed
0: (laughs) Um, cool and so these days 2017 what are you listening to
1: I think Spotify has changed everything right I mean yeah
0: I mean we can't we can't uh we can't go on about Spotify enough on this podcast
1: yeah it's just kind of like meant that I am I sometimes I feel like it's controlling me Rather than me controlling it, you know, like with the <laughs> yeah, yeah, Discover I see Weekly, that. I'm I kind of that. like, hang on a minute, are you influencing what I like? Yeah, or, but um... my
0: Discover Weekly's generally shit. Is it? Yep. Interesting. Yeah, I get other people to send me their Discover Weeklies, and then Ooh, I'm like, oh, I like this stuff That's a great more. idea. Yeah. That's yeah, a great yeah. idea. You've never done that?
1: No, oh. I need to start doing that. You Other need to peoples. start doing that.
0: Other people's Discover Weekly, then you get a little inside scoop about what people are
1: yeah, yeah. into. You know uh, the Discover Weekly. So um, we work with a lot of ex- Spotify guys. Uh, at, oh, really? At Typhoon, yeah. And uh, Discover Weekly was something that one like one team just invented themselves, and they kept saying, nah, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Like no one will no one will use that." Yeah. And now it's like the most used feature that they actually...
0: To be fair, though, it could use some work, I, I would say. I mm. mean, I think it can uh, Spotify if you're listening to this, which you're obviously not, but hey, you <laughs> never know. Um, because I don't really understand the algorithm behind how they... Because I've been... Lately, I've been listening to rock, like hardcore, old-school wow. rock. Nice. Like, like Led Zeppelin a lot, for example. <laughs>
1: awesome.
0: And I'm still getting stuff in my Discover Weekly of stuff that I'm listening to... I mean, for me, Discover Weekly should be a reflection of what you're listening to that week, which for me can change quite drastically.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, but I'm still getting uh, recommendations related to stuff that I was maybe listening to a month or two ago, which is more like,
1: yeah, yeah, uh,
0: alter- I don't know, alternative hip hop, you know, that kind of like the weekend style. I mean, like,
1: so, yeah, but I guess that might get quite annoying. Like sometimes I might go through a reggae patch. You know, like, I'll just be like, I fancy listening to some reggae. Yeah. But then I'll soon, like, get bored of it and be like, no, I don't want that back again. Yeah, but
0: if you're listening, if it's, if the Discover Weekly is a reflection of what you listened to the week before, then you would be okay with that, right?
1: Yeah, true, but what if I've grown out of my reggae stage?
0: I mean, then that, then that <laughs> week you'll listen to something else. And, that's true.
1: That and, is like, true. I, I
0: wonder if they, if they take into consideration the tracks that you save from your Discover Weekly. Oh, maybe, yeah. That's, to yeah. recommend you more stuff, because that's... In theory, it should be getting smarter, right?
1: Yeah, that's true. Based
0: on how you like, how you actually like, because or or how <laughs> how far, because sometimes I'll listen to like thirty seconds. Nope, next, next. Yeah, you know they should also take that into consideration. I mean, yeah, like YouTube they do, does but yeah. I don't know, Spotify. Uh, you're, you've been disappointing me with your Discover Weekly lately. So um, I hope you're listening. Or maybe I'm just dis- maybe I'm disappointing myself. <laughs> in my taste how in much music, is it
1: controlling me. This is the thing. I'm kind of like, wow, I. I used to be way more varied and now I'm not. Um, okay, so then what are you but, listening yeah. to
0: now? Like, what's the last song so, you listened to?
1: Do you know what? There's quite a, I, I, there's a... There's a radio station in the States, KXP, mm-hmm. which I love there. They do a kind of like Radio 1 Live Lounge style. I oh, um, gotta love the Live Lounge. Gotta love the Live Lounge. And I love all the bands that go and play on KXP. so I kind of use them as a place to discover new music. And One that I'm loving recently is a, a band called Mitski. Mitski. Yeah. She's like a female vocalist, but I can't work out whether they're a band or whether she's has like a session artist, but really, really cool. And uh, there's another band that I'm quite liking called Moona, which again, they, they're quite, they're more obscure bands from these, mainly yeah. from listening to KEXP. So cool. um, I was at the Edinburgh Fringe uh, not so long ago.
0: Were you performing?
1: I wish. <laughs> um, but there was uh, that, got, again, being in Scotland... It really got me into, uh, or back into, Frightened Rabbit. Have you ever listened no, to Frightened I'm, Rabbit? No. they kind of. There's a couple, There's a few Scottish bands now coming up where they actually sing in their Scottish accents, so you can okay. re- it really kind of comes okay. through. Um, Frightened Rabbit is one of them, but the music is just amazing. It has such depth, um, and it's it's great. So yeah, a few recommendations if you are cool. ever in yeah. Scotland. Listen Wait, to a bit of Rabbit. Can you Rabbit. only
0: listen to them in Scotland, or are they on Spotify? I don't know, what, I
1: just, just being surrounded by Scottish accents, I was kind of like, I really want to listen to some Frightened Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, so it kind of got me back into it, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I think a new album is imminent from them as well, so... Oh. Yeah, And their kind of... rock
0: music are...
1: Uh, it's a kind of mixture of some of their songs are quite rocky, some of them are quite acoustic. Okay, so oh, like, I can, yeah. I can
0: get behind that.
1: They're one of those bands that clearly like are kind of carried by the lead singer, and so like you know it's very much him, yeah. <laughs> um, and then the band. But uh, yeah, they it's they have some great albums. Again, I get inspired with music from weird places.
0: Yeah, but that's cool. Like that's the best way, I think.
1: Yeah, and I I, I used to be super picky. Like when I was. You know, a teenager, like 16, 17, I was the real little indie kid, you know. I had odd converse and skinny jeans and really long hair. And, really? Yeah, I used to wear a big bright yellow razor light t-shirt. It was embarrassing. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, there was a couple of... Do, do you remember NME magazine?
0: Yeah, oh yeah.
1: Like, I, I got my picture in NME a couple of times. Really? <laughs> from being at gigs, yeah. Well, because the thing about the UK was, like, when I when I was, like, 17, 18, they started to get quite strict on underage drinking mm-hmm. so but when you're seventeen like we'd been, we used to go to the pub all the time yep. we used to and then suddenly they got quite strict and we were like, shit suddenly we couldn't go to the pub anymore. So actually, like, we used to go to gigs because they were the only place you could go and they wouldn't ID you. <laughs> so twice, three times a week, we used to go up to London and uh, and go to a gig. Oh, awesome. Um, mainly so that we could drink. <laughs> and then, But in doing so, you discover a load of amazing music, yeah. right? Yeah, um, and we So we used to go to these really obscure little venues. Like, you look back and I go, Jesus. Like, we saw Arctic Monkeys in Islington Academy, which I've is... I've
0: been there.
1: Tiny, right? It's, it's like yes. a bar. With yeah. the little stage area. Yeah. And I remember we really didn't like didn't like it. We were like, he sings in a northern accent. He sounds like an idiot. Like, these guys will never catch on. I think two years later, they were headlining Glastonbury. So, so <laughs> you don't really know much. Exactly. I was like, so, you know.
0: Uh, okay, so one final question. Shoot. What is your go-to karaoke song?
1: Oh, that's an easy one. That is Meatloaf, I Would Do Anything For Love. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But you won't do that. Absolutely, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I will do that. Or will I? Um, yeah, like it's uh, there's a really embarrassing video. <laughs> in my first two weeks of my last job, we went out as a team for karaoke and I was like, brilliant. I'll, I'll bust out a bit of I Would Do Anything For Love, meatloaf. Including the bit at the end where, like, the woman chips in. <laughs> brilliant. You just get really drunk especially, and then get high-pitched.
0: Especially that part, you mean. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> that's the deal-breaker, right? And... I didn't realize, but somebody filmed it. And then I got intros to the entire company as this is Freddie, our new product manager. And here's a video of him singing, uh, meatloaf. I would do anything for love. So,
0: and, uh, now they call you meatloaf around the office. That's it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I won't do that. But you won't do that.
0: People, people always ask you, come up to you and ask you, what would you do for love,
1: Freddie? (laughs) I don't know, but not that.
0: Not that. Not that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Depends on what they're asking. Not that. (laughs) So, Yeah. That is my go to uh, karaoke. What's yours?
0: So I talked about this in a in an old episode and I I have only done karaoke a few times. Mm-hmm. And the song I did was um outcast.
1: Uh, Miss Jackson. Nice.
0: But then I also did Spice Girls. Oh. So I it could go either way.
1: Could go either way. Yeah. Have you ever done Rocky, Oki, which is Something fantastic. What's that? Essentially, it is um, karaoke, but with a full live band behind you that can play anything. I want to do that. Incredible! I I feel like the biggest pop star. Do
0: they have one here?
1: I I don't know if they do in Barcelona, but let's
0: open one. I mean, the market's calling for it.
1: It would be massive. I
0: think so. Let's do it. (laughs) Let's shake on it. Done. Rocky Oki. Okay. Rocky Oki, okay, <laughs> Barcelona 2018. Watch out,
1: world. You heard it here first.
0: <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Freddie. I guess we have to wrap up now.
1: Thank you for having me. Um,
0: but thank you so much for coming. It's been a blast. And thank you all for listening. And I will see you next time with another exciting guest. Bye.
1: Bye. I-